Bear with me, I'm losing my voice a little bit, but I still have something to say. I blew it. I could have gotten all decked out and walked around town and no one would have done anything but give me candy today. <laughs> Son of a gun. Next time. We should do that next year. I like the idea. Good to be back with you. I was here on Thursday. And I'm going to be back here next Friday again for 7 a.m. Mass, 7.15 Mass. Here it is. Jesus lays it all out. First, God. Second, neighbor. And I'm third. That's it. Third place saints. Might not be a bad idea to write it on a little post-it note, stick it on your mirror. I'm third. I'm third. Boy, oh boy, does that go against what the world says. But that's it. That's the path to becoming happy, holy, healthy. Putting God first. And neighbors, others before myself. Find it interesting, huh? Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. That worries me a little as I look around the world and how neighbor is treating neighbor. It says much more about how we view ourselves than it has to do with how we view others. There's so much self-hatred, self-condemning, not only not loving me, myself, but I don't like myself. And I don't even think I'm likable. And when I treat myself that way, that is how I treat my neighbor. Because I can't even see the goodness in me. That I'm much more than my failings, my shortcomings, my sins. That I was adopted as a real child of God. Ever since the beginning of Christianity, after baptism, we've always called each other brothers and sisters. That's not just to make us feel good. We actually are. We're brothers and sisters. We're the family of God. The family of God. And so I just beg you, all of us, to ask Jesus to help us see ourselves as he sees us, what we're worth to him, to the Blessed Mother. Because the more we accept that and believe it, we will start treating our neighbor with greater love and compassion and understanding. But it starts by going to God, getting first principles right. First God, then others, and I'm third. A third place saint. I've been traveling around. Well, let me back up. Mother Teresa said, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She said, it's really hard to love God 
with all our minds, heart, soul, and strength, because we can't see him. He hides behind appearances all the time. And so it makes it hard for humans. And then Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to make it really easy. Whatever you do to one of the least ones, you're doing it to me. How's that? He just made it easy. Whatever we do to the least one, not the greatest, the least, that Jesus says, you're doing it right to me. That's how I can love concretely, share it concretely with the love of God himself. So every time, every day, it's a little more time with our dear Lord, asking him for more of himself. And then open your eyes, huh? Look with the eyes of faith. Not with the eyes of the world or what everything else is telling us to judge things by, but by our faith. That used to be the, the case. When I was your age, there wasn't nearly the confusion among Catholics that faith comes first, not my political party. My political party's not going to save me. First, my faith. Then we haggle out the other stuff. But I got to get the first principle right. Now it's incredible how much more divided. And it really is that we're having difficulty loving ourselves. Sadly, it should be good news that I would love my neighbor as myself. I actually love my neighbor as myself, and that's why I'm so mean to them. That's why I don't like them. That's why I think they're losers. That's why I don't think they can amount to anything. Because many times that's what I think about myself. And it's wrong. I've been traveling around. We were in Butte this summer. First time in two years. I've been your bishop two years in three weeks, November 20th. And uh, had my first in-person meeting with the priest since I've been their bishop. So that was hard. We had a delightful time. And I'm sitting there one night, one evening in the dining room eating, and this lady comes up. Never seen her before in my life. She worked at the restaurant at the hotel. She said, uh, you're the bishop? I said, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what she was going to say. But she said, come with me. So I go back into the kitchen. And she says, Bishop, I was a victim of human trafficking for two years. And 14 years ago, I escaped. I didn't know what to do. I got away. And so she went to a dog pound and adopted a dog that was beaten and left for dead because she said, that's how I felt. And my dog and I, we made it through. And now my dog's dying, and I don't know what to do. So I prayed with her and blessed her dog. The next day, she found me. And she said, last night I prayed for the first time, and I don't know how long. She's a fallen away Catholic. And she said, her husband said to her, Maybe we should go back to church. And then she started to cry and said, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to. They don't want me there. 
I looked at her, I said, that's all of us. That's all of us. I said, you go to the church when it's empty. Go up to the statue of the Blessed Mother and touch her. Light a candle and you look at her. Because she's a real person. And she's been with you this whole time. And she knows it all. And just let her look at you. Looking at her. Do the same with Jesus in the tabernacle. And then you say, help me come back. And you'll be back. When I was leaving, she hollered across the restaurant three days later. A whole bunch of people in there eating. Bishop, are you going to come back here again next year? Everyone was kind of looking. I said, yeah, good. I'm already looking forward to it. I didn't do anything. Take a step in faith. And someone asks you, would you say a prayer for this, that, or the other thing? Do it right then together. And watch what happens. It's incredible. I went to the Grizzly game. Did I tell you about the Grizzly game? I did tell you that Thursday. I didn't tell you. I told him. I don't care that I told you. I want to know if I told them. Okay, I didn't tell you. I went to a Grizzly game at Mass for the football team. I haven't had Mass for the football team here yet. I was having Mass with the Grizzlies. Sad. (laughs) 30 of the 109 football players are Catholic. All 30 of them came. And I spent about a half hour with them before the Mass and after. I got a letter from the mom saying that's all her son talked about. Someone just took a little time. Went out to the tailgate. This guy hollers, Fathers, do you want beer or whiskey? So we walk over there. I said, I got another mass, so I won't have any. And we're just talking. Out of the blue, he says, My son was killed in Iraq. I said, I'm sorry, when? 2007. What was his name? He told me his name. I said, would it be okay? And they're all drinking. I said, would it be okay? Could we say a prayer together? Yes. They all set their drinks down. Said a short little prayer. I gave him a blessing. He's crying. Gives me a big hug. Off I go. Two days later, I'm telling the story in one of the parishes. This lady comes up to me afterwards, and she's crying. She said, I know his wife. She called me after that and was ecstatic. Her husband said to her, I think we should go back to church. They're everywhere. At a gas station. Seen by hundreds of people. Every day, this guy. I get out of the car to fill gas, me and another priest. He says, oh, two priests. I'm going to have a good day. I said, actually, I'm your bishop. So I introduced myself. That probably ruined his day. I said to him, so I just asked if he was from here originally, and he said, no, I'm from, uh, from Spokane. I moved here in the late 90s with his wife and two-month-old baby. And right after they got here, their baby died. And he and his wife couldn't make it. They couldn't stay together. They just were grieving too much. So she left him. And then he said, I drank and drank and drank. And I woke up one morning, and I didn't know how I got home. And I said, I'm going to kill someone. i got to stop. So I stopped. I said, are you Catholic? you belong to any church? No, nothing. I said, we'd love to have you. He said, looks at me, really? I said, yes. He said, well, I know some Catholics. I said, yeah, just come to the church and uh, go light a candle and spend a little time, but start coming. I'm trying, I'm trying, Father, he said. 
ever since my little girl died. For Halloween, I'd buy them as much candy as I can afford, and I'd try to give out more candy than anyone else to little kids. And then at Thanksgiving, I buy a turkey, a couple of them for some neighbors that I know have less than I do, and I buy some toys for Christmas for kids in need. Here's this guy who thinks he doesn't belong, is seen by hundreds of people every day, and no one sees him. And God is just coming to him. He's still got real goodness in him. Just waiting. Just waiting. He'll be there. I could see it in his face. He couldn't believe we wanted him. Why wouldn't we want everyone? That's part of my fear. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. I'm getting concerned because it seems like we Catholics are thinking, that's fine if that half of the world's condemned. Just save us. No. It's not just about our salvation, of my soul, but everyone's. This whole disregard, this throwaway, the heck with them, is not Jesus. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save it. Is that good news to us? <laughs> that he wants to save people that different than we are. Because if not, no one else is exactly like me. We're all different. <laughs> we have the same human nature, but we're all unique. I was in a grocery store buying groceries. And uh, behind the checkout counter, girl back there, cute as a button, probably 16, 17 years old, um, purple hair, a bolt in her nose, tattoos. No one was talking to her. She's just checking people out, right? They're not talking to her. She's not talking to them. So I get up there and just start talking to her. And she looks up and kind of smiles. And I said, yeah, I'm buying groceries. I'm the Catholic bishop. I eat popcorn and pizza and, you know, it's pathetic. But here I am. And she smiles. And then I said, well, thank you. You're doing a nice job. Well, thank you. And you have a nice day. Just very small. But she was completely different in 30 seconds. And so was I. I really believe, you know, I, she had all that. She's saying, hollering to all of us. Can you see me? Does anyone see me? Am I invisible? Because it feels like it. Can anyone see me? The whole world is saying that. Please try to see each other. To really see. I was up at the high school. 150 high school kids and their parents came. Only three said they made, the parents made them. Talked to them about suicide. Up in Kalispell. In the last six months, there were 11 suicides. The newspaper today, the Helena paper, did you see it? No, you don't read news. What am I asking you that for? That's a joke. The Helena newspaper today, they just did a survey of young people. 41% said that this last year they had depression. And one out of 10 thought of suicide. Please see each other. Let God see you. First God, then others, and I'm third. And that's not a put down. Watch our lives blossom into new joy and happiness. These things that I'm telling you about, 
None of those were scheduled appointments. None of those were planned events. If you give God, you give Jesus permission to use you however he wants, you're not going to have enough time to go to class. He's going to show up all over the place. Because what we're witnessing, watching people's physical lives, is just a bunch of people with a starving soul. That's what humans do when their souls are starving. And we have it all here. All of it. We have Jesus. The sacraments. Finally, they go to confession pretty good. Keep going. It's our path to becoming a saint. I go. I can't go to myself in a mirror. I don't know why, but I can't. (laughs) I'm a walking around sacrament. I should be able to do that. This last summer, did I tell you this thing about confession? What happened this last summer? So the legislature was going to was going to enact a law. There was some rumor they were going to put a law in place to make the priest break the seal of confession. Did I tell you that? They were going to have the priest break the seal of confession if they heard a sin of child abuse. So they told me, and I said, well, just tell them if they're going to bring it to committee, I'm going to deck out in my casket, in my casket, yeah, in my cassock, and I'm going to simply say, you can arrest me today because we will never, ever, ever, ever break the seal of confession for any reason whatever. Confession's not our idea. I don't want to hear your sins. We don't. It's Jesus' idea. He started it, and he makes me do it. I don't really like going into the hospital at 3 in the morning when someone's dying from a car accident. He makes me. Right? He has seven sacraments that he uses us as instruments to go and do his bidding, his dirty work. Right? Because it's all dirty work. What's amazing? So I said, it's just blatantly anti-Catholic because no other religion has it. And when they took it back to the people who were going to bring it forth, a Jewish legislator said, the bishop's right. It's just blatant anti-Catholicism. And I know a few things about anti, like anti-Semitism. And they dropped it. So the parish says, I've been going around telling this story. And I said, you know what's amazing? We're willing to go to prison To die. You can kill me. Because when you kill me, you don't kill me. I really got you. You kill me and the faith spreads. You don't kill me and the faith spreads. Doesn't matter. Right? But we're willing to die or go to prison for a sacrament that many Catholics don't even use. And we're dragging these chains wrapped around us, our sins from years ago. And Jesus came to set us free. And when we can just say it and let his mercy be there and his healing, you'll start looking differently. Your friends leave and start saying, you've been in a good mood lately, how come? You're usually grouchy, right? You're always gossipy. What's going on? I had a good confession and I confessed everything. And I've never felt this good in my life. He's the one in the confessional. He's the one celebrating Mass right now. This isn't rocket science. This is basic stuff. We have the path to eternal life. So get at it.
third place saint doesn't sound so bad. <laughs>